Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Blazers are getting rolling for the 2023-24 season. Media day was Monday. The training camp starts Tuesday in Santa Barbara. I, Aaron Finches of the Oregonian and Oregon Live, will be at training camp first. I was at media day today. I'm here to break it all down with Craig Burnback. Craig, lots happened since we lost. Hey, hey. Last talk, there was another trade, and media day just happened. DeAndre Aiden spoke, Scoot. Ant, Billups, Cronin, blah, 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 blah. It was just they just kept flooding out of a secret trap door <laughs> behind a kitchen at Jack. <laughs> was it called Jack Ramsey's? What's it called? Yeah, something Jack. Right. Just you know, Jack's is the name it? of this place. I'm sorry, whoever it is. Uh, I'd never been there before. I had to find it, and it was right next. Doctor Jack's. Sorry, it was right across from the Rose Garden, Doctor Jack's, Motor yeah. Center, whatever we want to call it. As you can tell. I am just fried already. We haven't even started the preseason, but a lot to go over today. Uh, let's just dive right in, man. Joe Cronin talked about the whole ordeal for the first time, other than his many conversations with Woj from ESPN, of course, uh, addressing the Damian Lillard <laughs> situation. Uh, he, you know, people didn't berate him too much with questions. I think you know a lot of people were ready to just turn the page and, and see what this new team can do. But, you know, he talked about how tough it was on him just, you know, dealing with some of the drama and also uh, being just being patient and learning as he went and that the goal was to do what was best for the Blazers franchise. But in the end, he's glad that they were able to get Damon to a great situation. He hopes that, you know, fences – you know, can be mended in in, in the future. Um, Dame is obviously still obviously still a little salty, but he's in a great spot. Um, anyway, just your impressions, uh, Craig, on what Cronin had to say today. You know, as always, Cronin is super maybe too honest at times. I mean, he admitted that he told Damian Lillard that there was no res- no going back, uh, and that Dame did actually come to him. And uh, talk about maybe staying with the Blazers. Um, My thought was that was a little, a little bit too little too late from Cronin. The part, and it doesn't matter. Like, let me just say this: in the end, I think the Blazers and Dame end up in good places. Like, this is a best case scenario, in my opinion. Dame said he wanted to go to Miami, but if I'm a Dame fan and I want Dame to win a championship, he's in a better situation by being with the Bucks than with Miami. So in a way, the Blazers, I think, did him a favor by saying if championship really is the goal. The part I have issue with with Cronin is 
what I said, the moment they drafted Scoot, they moved on from Damian Lillard. And after they drafted Scoot, he said, Joe Cronin said, they're still looking to Mm -hmm. build around Damian Lillard, which I did not believe. And this to me is confirming that. When Damian Lillard came back and said, "Okay, maybe I'll, I'll think about staying," and he was like, "Oh no, okay, no, but no. There, but there was two, month, that, two months went by, you know, between Vegas when he said the door would be always open and when they finally had this conversation. So a lot, a lot yeah. went down. That, that, but the roster didn't change. Well, no, because well, yeah, the well, yeah because they change. were frozen trying to figure out what to do with Dame. They weren't going to go out and get players to play with Dame, you know. But I'm, just, I'm, I'm not. So what I'm ahead. saying is, if you if you truly wanted to build around Dame, you could have just said, great, that's what we wanted. Which, of course, I do not believe that was ever true. So to me, right. both things can't be true. In two months, nothing happened. So if you truly wanted to build around Dame, you could have said, oh, that's well, awesome, okay. Dame. Welcome well, well, back. Okay, but they but that wasn't what happened. I, he drafted Scoot to yeah, trade I'm Dame. I'm not disagreeing with that part. I'm just saying in those two months, Dame was demanding Miami – uh, his agent Goodwin's out there telling teams don't trade for our player. It got pretty nasty. So for many reasons, I could yep. see why Joe would say we can't walk this back. Now I still believe they could have gone out and gotten Aiton and gotten a, a small forward and gave Dame a better team and then come back and, you know, start continuing to do what they said they were going to do. But at the end of the day, I saying this for years. If you can't contend with Dame, Trade him so he can contend and get the assets and start over. And when people reacted to Joe Cronin telling Dame no and vilified Cronin, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it went from like, oh, my God, he's a genius. He made a great trade. Oh, this is so good, to he's the devil. I can't believe he did this to Dame. And it's like, no, no. It would have been crazy to bring Dame back for Dame. Like, for Dame, it would have been crazy. I, even if he's still a little bent about not being in Miami or even if he would have preferred to come back to Portland – it's going to take him a handful of games into the season when he says, "Oh my God, I'm re- I'm playing relevant basketball again with the, our, you know, the best one or two best one two force in the league." Giannis and Joker is the only one probably on his level, maybe Embiid, I guess. I have a chance to win a title. Why would I want to stay in mediocrity and be miserable? Um, so anyway, so Cronin did 100 percent the right thing, saying, "Nah, Dame." But also, there was this animosity building. There were there were bad feelings that I don't think that Cronin wanted to walk back, nor should he have wanted to walk back. I agree with that. My whole thing is you drafted you Cronin, scoot, you didn't trade Sharp. You wanted yeah. – I mean, you drafted uh, Scoot right. and you didn't trade Sharp. So yeah, you were moving 100%. on from Dame. You should exactly. have just owned it then. And you should have told him that then and say, hey, they didn't clearly we're moving guy. on. They, they That's it. Look, That's my I believe opinion. wholeheartedly that yep. they wanted Agreed. Dame to do it. Okay. Now, yes, and I don't think right that's, now. I that's did have issue. a conversation with someone with the Blazers who said that they were looking to try and make some trades into free agencies, but it just didn't happen on day one because there was just too much going on, and they had to wait to see who would be available. Instead, I said so that maybe Damian jumped the gun early, but I just no. I, I think Dame gave him a shot after the draft, before the draft, after the draft, last summer, blah 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 blah. And I just it, I agree with you. There was there was no point. And going forward with that's for anyone. 
And I've been on this, it's funny because I've been on this train for three or four years. Like this is bound to happen. So let it happen. And yep. at the end of the day, dude, it's like, it's absolutely a win-win for everybody. There's just, the only, the only thing, the only person yeah. in this whole saga who lost is, is Miami because they saw Dame go to the Bucks and then Holiday go to Boston. So Miami's sitting there going, damn, yep. we got kind of jacked in all of this. Why do you hate us, Joe Cronin? That's what they're saying. Why do you Jeez. hate us? Because <laughs> no, they they definitely got they they definitely oh. got hit the hardest. Not only did they not get the guy they wanted, but the two their two rivals are now a lot better than them uh, in the conference, and they got, they, they got hit the hardest. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. Dame ends up in a in to me a much better situation than Miami. Um, let's talk about sure. the the trades, um, the, the final. You know, piece no, my probably not the final piece to this puzzle. The final piece of this puzzle before training camp opens, you would think, unless something happens tonight, um, is that they they were able to make a you know a, a trade with Boston, um, and they bring in uh, Brogdon and Williams, uh, and a future a a twenty twenty four protected pick from right. Golden State, and then a twenty twenty nine. Uh, pick from Boston, uh, is that correct? And, um, and, and pick from Bucks in twenty nine. So where are you now? Right, and obviously moving Drew uh, Drew Holiday out, the thirty three year old point guard. They bring back a thirty year old uh, point guard two two guard that doesn't have a place to play on this squad necessarily. Uh, lo- definitely not long term. Um, in the end, though, I will just say, yep, this is probably it's hope. It's a lot of hope, but. It is a better trade than what we saw that people speculated about okay. Miami. So Do you agree? I've just been struggling with this the entire weekend um, because I, I I just don't understand where people are coming from at all in any of this when they're comparing these things. First of all, what was discussed for months was Miami, excuse me, Dame going to Miami, right? Dame Miami, Dame Miami, Dame Miami. And then could you flip Hero into someone else, blah, 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 blah. What just happened was they involved Phoenix, Bucks, Boston. So, of course, if you do multiple deals with multiple teams, you can accumulate more than making one trade with one team. What we'll never know is, A, what they could have actually gotten from from Miami. B, what other teams could have gotten involved to help accentuate that. And then C, whom they could have flipped in those deals to get someone else, i.e. the Aiton trade, which was discussed separately from Damien, I've been told by multiple people, and could have been spun in with Miami or other teams because at the end of the day, all Phoenix took back from the Bucks was Grayson Allen. Now, the, the most hilarious part about this is the whole picks thing because – I was told for two months that Miami's picks suck. We don't want Miami's picks in 28 or a swap in 29 or 30 because they're going to always be good, right? Even though by 28, Dame and Butler would be done or in their late 30s, right? So now you have now, now you have a more uh, uh, a pick that's closer, obviously, and that has value, but you have the Warriors pick. Are the Warriors going to be bad, Craig? So this year they, they potentially they could. I mean the West is so stacked. They're not going to uh, be, but bad. probably not. I that agree. Be that a is great not going to. 
It's not going right, to be a exactly. lottery okay. pick. So Boston in 2029. So if Miami wasn't going to be bad post Butler and Dame, is Boston going to be bad with Jalen Brown and Tatum still in their prime? They're only at 26 and 25. So they'll be what? 31 and 30. So is that pick going to be good, Craig? We don't, okay. we have the no odds idea. are no, but the odds are no. W- would you rather bank on post Miami, post Butler and Dame, or the the Celtics still with the pro- their best two players in their prime? I I think I'd rather roll with post Miami. So that pick's not probably not going to be good. Then you got Milwaukee in twenty nine. Now that could be. Eh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're talking about Giannis being thirty four. You know, Dame probably gone, but, you know, Giannis is still going to be a force. I'm sure they're going to add around him. So flip a coin on that. Then we got the swaps. 2028 swap. Is that going to be any good? I don't think so. Giannis at 33 is still going to be a beast. And then 2030 is your best chance at maybe having a swap if you're way better than Milwaukee in 2030 when Giannis may be starting to show his age and you're really good. So my point there is that the whole pick thing is a, it's a worse situation of picks. There's zero doubt about that. So we go to the players. Kamara, mystery. Brogdon, redundant. You don't need him. Maybe you can flip him for a first. Williams, a very good defensive player, not a good offensive player, and injury history is not good. It all comes down to me, to Aiden. If Aiden hits and he flourishes, yep. I don't care what happens with everything else. Does it, everything else is just gravy at that point, or who cares? Because if he hits, you're golden. If he doesn't hit... If he's the same guy he was in Phoenix, then this whole thing tumbles like a house of cards. So I, I agree with you completely. My, I said this is all based on Correct. hope. Because the picks, right. we, it's all based on hope. But you are hoping on a 25-year-old center who, right. who has skills. To me, that's better than hoping on... I don't know what else you could have hoped for better than that. So that's why I'm saying it's a better trade than the Miami thing. Then I think just all the Miami only, but hope. Maybe you could have been had with a Miami trade is what I'm saying, but go ahead. And, and that, and if that's, that is possible and maybe even probable, but in the end, that would have, that was, you're trying to say, which I get that that trade was totally separate, but it's not totally separate. Because no, no, they did yeah, get no, it could have been done and that made the trade happen. from the Bucks were acquired. Miami yes. or other teams could have been involved because yeah. all they got was Grayson Allen, and Grayson Allen is infinitely replaceable around the league. Is what I'm saying, right? You can find other partners. So what we don't. So one of the biggest th- agreed. Go ahead. They, they, Go ahead. Well, they also you know we we sit here and just say they just traded Dame. I saw someone say something like. You know, talking about getting Aiton for Nurkic right. and uh, right. people, Little people, and no. and I'm like, but you you traded Damian Lillard like that. That's part of this. Like, well, yeah, you know, but most of the like assets, that, 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 but most of know, the assets you traded for Aiton were the high end asset. The, the the most important asset was Nurkic. Right, right. So uh, agreed, and and I've cried and yelled for them to trade Nurkic. That deal would have been great if they. It, if we were not moving on from Lillard, you would have been like, oh my goodness, right. this is something, right? And it's not. So I just think the picks were all going to be um, – you ne- you weren't trading Damon Lillard to a terrible team that was going to guarantee you a lottery pick. What this also does, in my opinion, it probably guarantees you keeping your own lottery pick, which is something. Yeah. 
And I have no idea. Yeah. You know, that's something to me. And if you go back five, if you go back five years and you do the same thing that you just did, the rundown of the teams, oh my gosh. Like you can't even think about it. Brooklyn, oh my God, they're nothing like they were. Philly's about to lose, you know, Harden. God knows what the Clippers are going to be like in five years. So the Warriors to me have been pretty consistent, but there's a chance that in five years they are completely flipped. And, but they're looking matter. to rebuild. But that like, doesn't mean anything I mean, to Portland. Ah. Portland has a 2024 pick. Yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. Right. Because they're not part of this. Oh, Boston. I'm like, Boston well, could be I mean, flipped. Maybe. And, but so could I, Miami. I, I, right. My, that's no, my point, though. Is that the picks, I, people I, are acting I, like the picks are so much better. And that's driving me nuts because that's just a lie. Okay. They're not. So the other thing is, you, you mentioned Nurkic and whatever. So again, we were talking about Dame to Miami. What could you get? And people are making that comparison to. Four trades and Nurkic and Little being gone, who are valuable assets in, in their own right and different levels. Yes. They were gone. They're gone as well in this. So it's just funny watching people spin it how they want to spin it to make it sound whatever, how they want to make it sound without just being truly factual about what happened. Now, here's the thing about Miami. You know, what's – Okay. If it was just two first, let's just say the base was two first and hero. Heroes flip for a first, that's three first. That's the same thing as one first and holiday and flipping holiday for two first, right? So it's it's just like it's it's just the same thing. So if they could have what was on the table table allegedly, it was three first hero, right? Maybe two swaps, and then the young players. So if you had gotten that and flipped hero for a player, sent that player to Phoenix, got that fourth first. And then involved another, you still could be pretty much in the same situation. At the end of the day, same spot. Yep. Cronin just stonewalled Miami. <laughs> Period. Like, he's just like, yep. we're not dealing with you. That said, that said, it cannot be ignored that even though Portland didn't engage and negotiate, Miami did not put its best foot forward. It wanted to just say, okay, well, we're talking about this. What do you think? And Blazers just said, ah, screw you, we're done. Miami had to come in harder. And that's what the problem was. The, the offer was so low, the offer, I use air quotes, was so low that Portland didn't even want to engage. It's what I told was told what other people reported. So that was, to me, Portland just saying, we're not going to engage. And then there was talk out there about they wanted everything. Well, everything meant five first, three swaps, all three of the young forwards, hero. Well, of course, that's ridiculous, and you didn't get that in what you ended up with. So clearly you could have come down from that, but you wouldn't talk. But that said, if you're Miami, you got to come harder, right? You got to come with like a bigger package if you truly wanted Dame, because it was clear that Cronin wasn't messing with you unless you came to him first with a huge deal. Okay. So I don't blame Cronin for that thing entirely. I blame Miami as well. And Miami kind of screwed itself because it should have been more aggressive because it lost Dame to the Bucks, And then Holiday goes to Boston. At the end of the day, though, I think this is a solid package. It all comes down to Aiden, man. Yes. Period. And optically, Cronin looks good. Well, clearly, everyone's giving him optically, A pluses Cronin and saying how he pulled this great haul, and they're, they're making the false equivalency uh, comparisons, which is in his favor because it makes it look better than it did. But I still I still have to say this. So let's shift this to Aiden. So Aiden was great today. He, he, he called himself dominating. <laughs> he says, I'm, I'm all about dominance. I'm here to be dominant. Uh, he believes this is a fresh start for himself. He's playing for a franchise that wants him, that means a lot, that cares about him. Uh, Billups is ready to pour into him. Cronin believes he's just entering 
you know, his prime and that he could blossom and become more than he has been or was with Phoenix. But still, there's still red flags with the guy about his motor, about, you know, you look at all the analytics, he's not really that much better, if better, if, if better at all than uh, Nurkic, according to some numbers. However, he can finish around the rim. He's got more athleticism and way more upside. Um, so it's all about him, man. And I think playing on a team with a lot less pressure to win, I think being surrounded by younger players where now he can assume more of alpha role instead of, you know, deferring to Paul and Booker and later uh, Durant and maybe feeling too much pressure to be to be a marquee center on a championship team, which he just probably wasn't ready to be on a nightly basis. Now he can sort of ease into his role. There's not as much pressure. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. And I, I do believe there's a chance we could see Aiden Blossom here as marketing did at uh, Utah. Yeah, I agree with all that. My problem is now you got to worry about what's going to happen in four years when he's when this team is ready to compete, right? Now million. he's 29. 50, How's uh, his body they, doing? They're going to have to pay him 50 million. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Like if they, if they expect him, right. he's gonna, if he's going to be as good as they expect him to be, you're going to be giving him a five year, $260 million contract in three, three or four years. Yeah. And he, I think it's. And he already exactly. makes double what exactly. Nurkic. No one wants to talk about that. So that's why you got. No one wants to talk about. I, still, I don't know how many times I saw they got rid of Nurkic's contract. That's amazing. I'm like, um, Aiden makes twice as much, guys. But okay, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. I, look, I, I get why getting Aiden was it was worth the risk. Um, and if he does blossom, we also have no idea what the the salary cap is going to look like and what the situation is. Um, that's the part of this that's fun right now, but won't be so much fun for Blazer fans all the time. A lot of what went down at media day was talking about all their struggles and how these guys are going to struggle and struggle means lose. Let's just, let's get that out there. That means lose. And this team has just went into, and no Blazer fan wants to hear it, but another five-year plan. I mean, this team has no window of winning a championship in the next three years. I mean, it just doesn't exist. So you've basically, you know, told people like, oh, let's go enjoy the same thing we enjoyed when we were in, you know, we were supposed to enjoy it with Odin, LaMarcus, and Roy, mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. And then you were supposed to enjoy James, it with, CJ, LaMarcus, know, maybe. with Lillard and LaMarcus, and that didn't happen. Um, and the window of those that starting five that was balanced with, with Batum and Wesley Matthews and LaMarcus and, and Lillard, um, it just, it's just hope. That's what you're living on. And I guess, you know, what I say is having hope of eventual championship, I guess it's better than living in what we've lived in for the last basically eight years, which is they're going to be all right, <laughs> but you know, or, and to be honest, the last two years just flat out quit. Yeah. You know, with no, like trying to stink on purpose with not, and with nothing to look forward to in developing. I mean, like we spent so much time talking about Nasir Little possibly being a starter, but we never thought he'd be an all-star. We we're like, well, if he could develop into a decent NBA player, then you got something for a cheap price. Like that wasn't that <laughs> exciting. You know, you got Josh Hart for two weeks and it was like, oh my God, the guy's the greatest. And now he's a Nick, you know? So at mm -hmm. least now you get to say, and if you're a young fan, if you're a young fan who doesn't, didn't experience this over and over again, you're like, okay, now we got a chance. We got Scoot. We got Sharp. We got Aiton. Um, so now you hope. 
And then you got to hope that Sharp wants to stay. And you got to hope that <laughs> Scoot wants to stay. And you got to hope that Simons, you either trade him or w- someone else eventually to make this team uh, an eventual contender. And we have no idea what that NBA is going to look like when they're ready. Because the age of the guys that are contending now, you know, when you look at, we're saying Milwaukee, you know, obviously Dame's in his, you know, 30s. Um, Giannis will be older. It's not like his body's been perfect. Uh, Jokic will still, like, be great at 50 because he doesn't have to run or jump. He's just in a half court. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we have no idea. We have no idea what the NBA is going to look like when this team can potentially develop into a contender. And we have zero idea who's going to be the owner. And who's going to be the GM and probably the coach. So it's like, enjoy this year because it's going to be a lot of dunks for both teams, you know, and you're going to be super excited when they upset the (laughs) Lakers, you know, at the buzzer in one of these games. And we'll just enjoy it. Wait, wait, wait. Before, Uh, before you give out your prediction or anything, let's, let's, before we're going to get to that. Let's, let's, okay. (laughs) Slow it down. Because there's going to be some good stuff to discuss there. I I just want to discuss one more thing before we get to that. The guard situation. Yes. So my conversations with people and based on what I heard today, Ant's going to be running this team. And Ant should be running this team. Now, is he going to run it from the – Right. Is he going to run it from the the two guard? Or is he going to run it from the point? That's going to depend on Scoot's development in the next month. If Scoot is just too good to keep off the court because he's – you know, they're raving already about just in the workouts they're having about his ability to see the floor – penetrate, kick it to guys, either kick it to guys out for, out for jump shots or to pass off the guys inside for layups and dunks. Um, so it might be a situation where it's like he's too good to keep off the floor. We start Ant at the two, but then you're small. or and then you, But you could put Sharp at four, at the three, excuse me, but I'm hearing Matisse might be the front runner there because they want some defense on the court and a little bit of size. He's 6'5", at least. Um, but what We've talked about this before, but just what do you want to see from that trio? I okay, moving on to the last one. Who starts? <laughs> no, right. no, like who starts? They're going to play. They all got to play right. 30 minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like Scoot's got to play unless he stinks, and he's not going to stink right. compared to everyone. Sharp has to play unless right. he stinks. He's not. Simon's the best player on the team right now. You got to play him. So – I think it sucks to be Simons, to be honest, in this setup, because you lost. You're you've been in the league now. You're only 25, but you've been in the league a while. Like this isn't, you know, year three for you. Your team's gonna stink. They, you find your whole thought process was, well, either they're gonna trade me or they're gonna move Lillard, and I'm gonna be the guy. And then they went and drafted right. the other guy. So. He's a lead guard. He doesn't want to play two. You didn't draft Scoot to play two. So to me, there's no long-term fit here. Um, So I would not be shocked. But you don't want to lose, you know, 60 games. So you want to have guys like Simons who could score, you know, 40 and knows how to play NBA basketball. Like, no one thinks he's a great uh, defender, but at least he's played defense in the NBA. You know, like Sharp has now played it a little bit, but we saw what happened to him in his first year. He couldn't even stay on the court because he couldn't figure out the concepts of the right. NBA defensively. So, I I mean, you know, if you want to if you want to uh, start, to me, I don't understand um, 
why you wouldn't start all three. Well, here's the thing. Between point guard, shooting guard, and small forward, you have, what, 144 minutes? Is that right? 96 plus 144 minutes. So, yep, 144, 144 minutes. minutes. Divided by, by four is 30-something, 30 33, 34? Yep, 30-something 30 minutes. 36 so minutes, you, I think. You have 36. plenty of minutes for all four of those guys, counting Matisse. So it's just, you know, just figure out different ro- – Yeah, I, there, there are some optics about yeah, starting. I know, but I, I mean, we know that. Yeah, I mean but, – But who cares? <clears throat> so let Thibault come off the bench. You paid him. He doesn't well, think – you know, he's not – he doesn't have dreams of being an all-star no, anymore. No, but I, I think – You're not going to win okay, anyway. I, I think they're going – okay. I think they're going to go into the season putting their best foot forward to try and win, right? And I think that's the way you do it. And so for me, I'm going Ant, Sharp, Matisse. That's how I'm starting. Scoot's your primary backup at the point. Ant can play some two. Sharp can play some three. And you can even start Matisse but play more Sharp more at the three. You can also put Grant some three and Williams comes in and plays some four, although they Williams is not going to start at the four, I don't believe. He's the backup five, then can play some four. So I just think you just start that way and, and just let it ride, right? And here's the other thing. You still, like you said, have a long-term issue in the backcourt because Ant is going to want to be the guy on a team and run a team. Scoot is obviously who you drafted to be that guy. There's no way in hell this team goes forward starting those two in the backcourt for the long term, because now we're right back to what we endured for the last 10 years, which is a small backcourt. My God, no. And even Sharp is, you know, not even quite 6'5, but at least he's he close to 6'5 and he plays uh, like he's taller because of his athleticism and his length. So showcase Ant, and then maybe you trade Ant. And if Ant goes out there and crushes yep. it, someone's going to come a call him. We want that guy to run our team. And now you trade him maybe, hopefully, for a small forward, an impact, a, a small forward who's as good as Ant is a guard to complete your starting five. That to me, and he can be, be whatever age you want to be. Well, under, yeah, under 25, preferably. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be over 30. That doesn't make any sense. It can't be over 30. That to me is the best path forward. I don't even think it's debatable. I don't even think it's close. Like th- that's that's what needs to happen. Now, if it doesn't happen and you just end up juggling these three for the next five, six years, I, I give them no chance to ever contend because you're just not going to do it. Because you're going to have to move some assets to get the guys you need, and Ant and Grant probably too because he's 29. At some point, are the next pieces to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and now you're just again you're in hope because you still hope that Sharp takes another step and shows that he's, you know, close to an all-star. And you hope that Scoot is a guy that you think could be an all-star. Because if those don't work, you want to keep Simons. Because we know he's close to being, you know, he's an elite NBA player. So, of course. And uh, right now you got Brogdon and you got to play him. So if you don't trade Brogdon, you know, what are you doing with that? So they're saying, you know, at media day, and of course, why say anything different? Oh, we're going to let him start and play. And again, I don't, none of this matters. Like the first, this whole ah. season doesn't matter. Like win They're or loss. They're going to start out nothing. trying to win. Certainly the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
whatever. Try all you want. Just don't. Like, you could try because you're not good. Like, it's not, of course, they're going to try. Again, it's the old saying players don't tank, franchises do. Craig, make it stop. It hurts my head. Well, I mean, you want to lose. You don't want to make the playoffs. Your best chance of, of winning a championship is hitting a home run in the lottery. Whether and whatever position it is, I mean, and you've you've already played that game. I mean, you literally let Damian Lillard leave because you you tried to win the lottery right. two years in a row. So, like, if you stop now, like you're crazy because you just let the best player in franchise history walk so that you could play the lottery game. So to not to not play the lottery game when you stink is silly. I mean, you sat Damian Lillard the last eleven games of the year to lose so you could get a lottery pick. He he said okay, and then you got his replacement <laughs> two years ago. You purpose- I know it's so I mean, messed up. Like stuff is so messed up, man. Like no, no matter, like I, I don't blame Cronin for everything he did, but some of it was you know it was a little weak, and that was weak. But anyway, go ahead. Again, tank, know. tank, trade, Dave. <laughs> Whatever you want to say about Cronin, that's his resume. That's his resume right now. And I, and it doesn't mean that it'll stay that way, but if he gets fired tomorrow, it's tank, Someone tank, day, trade, Dame. I'm, I'm for saying, a bunch Chad of the day was like, he did a great job in this trade, and he got us Scoot Henderson. I'm like, he got you Scoot Henderson. Like. Okay. Yeah, he convinced he, he convinced he the team. Like I, I, I would have drafted Scoot Henderson. Everyone knew that was the pick. People were wondering why he didn't go number two. That's probably only because Charlotte has a a Mello. So no, other, so it was a no brainer pick that anyone would have made, and you got there by cheating. It's cheating. It is. Well, <laughs> another thing is like no no one wanted to give Neil O'Shea credit for Damian Lillard. That he was that was a, a more more difficult pick. There were right. more choices there. And they're like, well, it wasn't him. Uh Chad Buchanan, he already decided. You're if like, you well, do- if you can't you can't give Cronin credit for taking the most obvious pick ever and then O'Shea, say he- you know, like, oh, you can't get but the O'Shea, credit. But the O'Shea thing uh, Lillard. So it was already decided, but he was the GM when he took over. So they told him, you have to take Dillard. Lillard. Yes. You have to take him no matter what. That's. I don't think that I, was I true. I I think mean, he, he was the GM. I, yeah, he could have taken someone agreed. else. Anyway, whatever. That's, that's, old, yes. that's old news. I'm just saying. You okay. can't. Look, I was here. I got here right for the, the Pritch slap stuff. Nobody loves winning GM yeah. battles more than Portland fans. Like It's like, I don't care. Like. What are you talking about? Winning games is the ultimate. Kevin Pritchard, all those trades were the greatest trades in the world that produced nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Rudy, oh my God, he was so great until he fell, you know, he got Trevor Reese and knocked him down. Everything that Kevin Pritchard did was brilliant for a while. Nope. It didn't produce anything. I remember, oh, we've got we've got four and the same you can start for almost any other team in the league. I was like, what? The hell are these people smoking? Then why aren't they, why aren't they 65 and, and again, 17? When, when you make trades, you know, and you say you win or lose trades, there's one goal in sports, and that is winning. So if your goal is to win a championship and you never did, none of these trades ended up being that way. And the Pritch slap stuff was, it was, everyone was exploding about how everything they did was great. In my mind, and I would have drafted Greg Oden, mm-hmm. and I would have been wrong. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, well, everyone would have done it. Yeah, well, that's that just means they're all wrong. Because guess what? Drafting Kevin Durant right. was the right move, not not Greg Oden. Yeah. So I'm not saying I would have done the right thing. But, like, in the end, your job is to make – that is a monumental mistake that sent the Blazers in the wrong direction. 
as opposed to if they drafted Kevin Durant. Now, look, Seattle drafted Kevin Durant. Exactly. They didn't win it either. So, like, exactly. it's all these things. I'm just saying, like, I'm sick and tired of hearing about winning trades in that when most of your assets don't even come to fruition right. for three or four years. Like, who knows where they're going to be? But at least, to Cronin's credit, he set he made a decision to rebuild. He just didn't admit it for a little bit, but now they have. So we enjoy the rebuild. We look at a roster that is completely and totally like you look at who's starting. Like they just brought in Brogdon. Like, and what's he going to do? Like, I mean, Chauncey wants. Play? I mean, like, they need some vets. Chauncey's desperate to win. He wants to win. They need some vets. Brogdon's a vet, but he plays a position where you you have two young guys who you have to play. Like he's your third string point guard, right? So what? I mean, I we just came up with thirty six minutes for four guys. You know, if 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 we took. Uh, if we only played Matisse twenty, there's sixteen right there for Brogdon, <laughs> right? He's he's gonna want more than that, or he's gonna be pissed. He's gonna like, trade me somewhere where I can play. My Bulls need a point guard. Send them there. Anyway, okay, let's shift now to our way too early prediction, huh? And I'm thirty, right? Let's I'm shift 30. now to our our way <laughs> too like, early 30. prediction for this team. <laughs> Obviously, you've already written them off. You have them stinking and tanking, trying to get a higher lottery pick again next year. What what what, what is your predicted record? I don't know, 30, I'd say between 32 and, you know, 32 on the low end, 38 on the high end. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm going to go as low as 25 to 34. Whoa. That's a big. That's, that's real bad. Big, big 25, 34. But I just, I, we're, we're going to do this again after the preseason and we see more. But, you know, yeah. so, okay. They left last season saying we're not long enough they got longer around the rim that's huge they're still small in the backcourt they said they needed more veterans <clears throat> i mean adding williams was huge matisse will play the entire season if brogdon stays i guess that's a little bit more veterans but you're still super young your, your three most important pieces are super young so i you know the, the depth just really isn't there it's still kind of young or guys who want to get out like brogdon uh williams again williams is nice but i just don't see their overall depth there from a veteran standpoint yeah he's nice but he doesn't ever play the actual game of basketball which is important yeah i mean injury injury history hasn't been good um so when i say 25 that's the the west is just ridiculous it's just super deep it's good and and as talented as this team is proven veteran nba players on teams that are trying to win are going to be able to manipulate this crew they just are. And, you know, the last couple of seasons when they had everything right, I would look at certain games and be like, oh, yeah, those should be a couple wins or that should be a win. That's going to be tough. Now I think every team in the NBA is going to be like, oh, the Blazers are coming. <laughs> that's a win. You know, that's that's where they're going to mm-hmm. be. I think I think OKC is ahead of them. I think Utah's ahead of them, of the non-playoff teams. I, I just – unless Aiden – if Aiden blossoms and flourishes and Ant takes a big jump and Scoot's amazing and Sharp makes a big jump, Maybe you get to 34, but I think they're going to be it around low 20s, 25, and then they're going to turn off the switch right around, right after the all-star break. And that's why it could be as low as, as 30 or less because they're going to shut it off. If they played the entire season on through full, trying to win every single game and didn't get injured um, or suffer serious injuries, then I could put them at 35 because I think there is some talent there. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go 25 to 34 right now until I start to see what they do in the preseason. But it could, yeah. So we're in we're in the same world. You just you went into a lot. Yeah, I'm counting more details ones. about uh, <laughs> you know things. I, I I mean I do think that uh, you know Aiton, Simons, and Grant are are yes. NBA players. So when I look at the Blazers last year, you know, they, they won 33 games and they lost the last right. 11 on purpose. Right. So, well, not quite, they were like one and nine or whatever. I don't know what it yeah, was, one but it was nine. really bad. Yeah, right. One and 10, one and nine. Um, so that's the only thing you're right. If they turn it off and try to lose, I just don't think they'll have to try that hard because I don't think Dallas is going <laughs> to, yeah. fin- you know, is going to be 38 and 44 or whatever. And I think, um, I don't think new Orleans is going to, well, I mean, I don't think New Orleans is going to start so slowly, and and um, but you're right. I mean, the truth is, with such a stacked uh, West, there's going to be a lot of losses for a lot of teams because there's not going to be dominant teams. So um, they might be the ones that end up being way down there in the in the 20s. But yeah, I would say 32 would be where I go with it. But yeah, bottom line is, I'm going to stick with the fact is Blazer fans should be real careful about what they want. I mean, I think the worst thing that can happen is this year, other than like terrible injuries to uh, that affect entire careers is right. losing the lottery pick. I, mean, I just think, cause then what's the point? Oh yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, if you make the playoffs. You're, you're you trying lose, to yeah, find you lose a whole lottery you know, pick, which you're hundred percent. And that, that to me, that comes off the books from this, these trades you made because you lost that pick. Um, so yes. yeah, I agree with you 100. They need to. It's in their best interest to not make the playoffs. So that's why around 30 wins is in their best interest, and that's why I think that the tanking will be on, <clears throat> unless you know if Ant is, like I said, all these guys take a, a big leap, and you got Ant and Aiton running around out there playing high end basketball, like borderline All Star basketball, then you're going to win a lot of games, but you're not going to win enough because you still won't have enough to deal with teams that are just going to be flat out better, older, more experienced. And uh, more on a, on a path to success that maybe <clears throat> you should want, and then they're going to shut things down. So anyway, anything else? Well, I know you're off. Tell the people where you're going. Yeah, I'm leaving in the morning. Camp? They have their first practice tomorrow. I'll be there through Friday. Uh, trying to, they don't let us watch other than the last few minutes, which is so corny. Gotta hate Meyer sports. I remember watching practices back in the day. <laughs> Like just make it that so people know they can't tweet out stuff or what have you. And anyway, whatever. It's lame. So we can watch them shoot at the very end. So I'll give you a report on Scoots shooting against air at the very end of practice. <laughs> uh, I know. What great form he had with but no one guarding him. October 10th, I think, they have their first preseason home game against New Zealand, I think. Then they host the Suns. Then they go on the road for a couple of preseason games, and then they got the Clippers on the 25th. It's here, baby. Let's roll. Let's go. Let's see. Let's see how we can get to that 30 yes. win total. Maybe they'll surprise. Anyway. All right. I'm an exhausted Aaron Fentress who feels like it's already December after all the Damian Lillard drama. <laughs> Trying to gear myself up for a long season. Filled with alley-oops and excitement, but many L's. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. Please give us a positive rating, even though I'm being Debbie Downer right now, and click that subscription button, and we will be back soon.